0: To, to become really super successful, you have to adopt a mindset where you don't get sort of defined by looking at, at failure as being a failure. You, you define it as it, it, it's one, one thing that didn't really work out.
1: What's up everyone and welcome to Studying Failure. I am your host, John Egan, and my goal is to normalize the conversation of failure. I want to help you realize three things. One, you're not alone in your failures. Two, your failure is not final. And three, your failures do not define you. Each week, I'll bring out some incredible guests that will not only share their failures and their journeys, but will also give extremely practical advice on how to change the way you view your failures, setbacks, and adversity. In this week's episode... We spend quite a bit of time talking about the importance of defining success and failure for yourself. And Lama gets pretty vulnerable and open about the lessons that he learned as a kid and how they have translated to help him reach the level that he has reached now as an adult. We also spend time talking about parenting and failure. We talk about how ...and why we should pursue failure and why we should put ourselves in those uncomfortable positions. And it's just an incredible episode that just gives tons and tons of value. So make sure you take a screenshot and then tag Studying Failure, letting us know that you're listening to this episode... ...and then send it over to a friend, letting them know just how incredibly valuable this episode is as well. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode... With the VP of Growth at IMVU, Lamet Patel. What's up everyone and welcome to Studying Failure. Today we get to talk with the VP of Growth at IMVU, which is the world's largest 3D avatar chat game. We're hanging with Lamet Patel. Now, now Lamet is a seasoned growth marketing executive who has held leadership roles at various early stage startups to help scale growth to over $500 million valuations, including Roku, Texture, which was purchased by Apple, Trusted ID, purchased by Equifax, and Earthlink. He's a public speaker, author, advisor, and recognized as a mobile hero by Liftoff. Lamet's new best-selling book, Lean AI, How Innovative Startups Use Artificial Intelligence to Grow hit number one as a new release in business marketing upon its release back in March. So Lama, man, I'm excited for today's conversation, man. I think today's is going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to be here, John. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. And, and beforehand, we were able to connect on a little uh little Midwestern fun, which is it's, it's always nice to talk with someone who's been in the Midwest and who's from the Midwest as well, man. So that, that was nice. (laughs) Definitely. Um, well, so so beforehand, before before we hit record, we were talking, and and obviously you've been a part of a number of different startups. Um, and you said you said something. You're like, I love working with startups. What is it about startups that you're drawn to, man? Like, how come you moved out west so that you could specifically be part of startups?
0: Yeah. So for me, uh, I've always been fascinated with technology companies growing up. You know, uh, you obviously mm-hmm. get exposed to the different products and services that these companies do. Yeah. And um, you know, what I came to realize is all of these companies started off as startups or really small companies. Initially, no company was big ever. You know, it went through a process. And 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 what fascinated me about working at startups is that you get you know you know a lot of these companies are backed by venture capitalists, which means that they get a lot of money, but that money comes with a lot of Um, a lot of responsibility where they need to grow really quickly and scale up and get to millions of customers or uh, hundreds of millions of um, revenue. And so that's the thing that really fascinated me um, joining startups is that if you can join them really early, then, then you can be part of a team where you get to try a lot of different things, and 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 more importantly for me, it's the opportunity to learn. Mm. You know, and 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 that's what fascinates me. Uh, you know, working startups is that it it, it it's kind of like a baby where you know, where you're trying to get it to, to walk and talk and, and trying to figure out how can you get it to those processes as, you know, to, to do those things as quickly as possible. Yeah. And so the company's always open to new ideas at that stage when it's new, it's always open to, uh, to, to trying to really figure out, you know, what's gonna work and what's not gonna work. And so for me, my role is always, uh, you know, what's fascinated me is always working in the area of growth. And so when you get to do that for a startup, you know, you 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 really sort of come into a blank space and there's a lot of green is a lot of green space ahead of you to, to really experiment and try things and and in a process you learn a lot and, and and you get to work with a lot of smart people because generally a lot of people that 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 are working early on have to be really smart because you're trying to solve big problems, right? To try and make a yeah. business survive when you know the failure rate on most of these businesses is over 95%, right? Don't
1: even end up making it. Holy Yes. Yeah. 95%. Yeah. My gosh. Well, I think, I think you said it like with Roku, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not like they just woke up and it's like, boom, yeah. they're Roku, yeah. right? Like they started off somewhere. And I, I think what's really interesting too is where, and you were talking about it, like for growth and in order to grow, like you're going to fall you're going to fall down you're going to fail just like a baby trying to walk right they're going to fall down they're going to fail so many times they're going to fall down they're going to get hurt but that's how they learn how to walk and and i'm sure like for you guys too and with your role being part of the growth like you have to go through those failures you have to get burned you have to try things that don't work in order to find the things that do work yeah and you know again
0: you know that's the thing that really fascinated me kind of working out here in in, in silicon valley because the mindset is 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 the way to define failure is completely different and i know you and i sort of touched upon this where i mean people talk about let's say steve jobs and elon musk but people don't. People don't. Pe- people talk about what they've achieved, mm-hmm. but but nobody talks about you know how many things they tried that didn't work, or or the hundreds or billions of dollars of of things that they did that didn't work out. Because because ultimately, you know, um, to to become really super successful, you have to adopt a mindset where you don't get sort of defined by looking at, at failure as being a failure. You you, you define it as it's it, it's one one thing that didn't really work out. What do we learn from that? So yeah. there's a lot so 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 the whole culture here for the most part uh, is redefines the way failures looked at, which which especially if you you know work in growth gives you a lot of confidence knowing that I can take some risks here because even if it doesn't mm-hmm. work out, I mean, I mean, obviously you have got to take calculated risks. You're not going to bet the bet the farm on everything, but yeah, but no one's going to kind of hold that against you. Like, hey, you know what? You know that didn't work out. We don't want you like, you know, trying anything else. It's like, no worries. That didn't work out. Let let us try to figure this out. And, and 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 let's try to, you know, ultimately it's about, you know, um, I'm just going to use a baseball analogy. It's like if you don't go and swing for the fences, you're never going to ever hit a home run, right? And, and 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 you're going sure. to strike out a lot of times, but yeah. But what people don't realize is, you know, it nobody remembers how many times you get struck out. They only remember how many home runs you ended up hitting at the end when your career is over. Right.
1: That's right. Well, that's right. Well, that's like you know Barry Bonds, yeah. who you know people can talk yeah. about whether you know yeah. steroids and whether it should count, but seventy-three home runs in a season, yeah. right? I mean, that's that's the record right now. But if you were to ask someone, hey, how many times did he strike out that season? Who knows? Who knows? Who who knows? Maybe like yeah. freaking Buster Olney yeah. knows, you know, how many times he struck out. But like, nobody knows. The only things that they remember are how many times he did hit a home run yeah. and I mean, and how many times he did make that big splash. That's so right. Man. Yeah. And and so, you know, I think that really helps, um,
0: you know, because ultimately failure or success really comes down to how you define it, right? You know, if yeah. you if if you if you define it as something that is really negative, then less then then you're kind of encouraging less people to take risks. And and what mm-hmm. most of these startups have figured out is they need people to take risks because it's not about mm-hmm. the the 95% that fail for these venture capitalists. It's the five percent that succeed that ends up making yeah. them billions of dollars for them and investors right so so they need everyone yeah. to kind of go out there and and swing for the fences
1: i love that yeah. dude so how have you developed that mindset to define failure and success as like failure is part of it like did did your parents instill in that you know in 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 that in you growing up um like did you go through some stuff yourself or like how have you built that and, and formed that in your mind for yourself. Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, I feel, you know, that a lot of a lot of, the, a lot of the
0: ways that we end up becoming as adults is really um developed based on what our childhood is because uh, there was a lot of uh-huh. in, in really formative years. I mean, for me, I, I will say that my childhood wasn't really conventional where, you know, I was, you know, where I was kind of grown up in a place where, you know, I had parents that were doting over me and giving me confidence and, and all of that stuff. I, uh, you know, uh-huh. I actually ended up growing up where uh, I spent, you know, a good chunk of my life away from my parents. Hmm. So as an example, uh, I was the youngest of, of four siblings. And so okay. when my parents um, um, moved to London and they were starting a business, you know, they kind of sent me away to to stay with my grandparents and uncles who were in East Africa or in Malawi. So, okay. you know, I ended up sort of staying there. I, I never really... You know, in those days, you know, you, you didn't really make a lot of calls or whatever. So I, I probably spoke to my parents maybe every couple of months or whatever, like a five, 10 minute call. Wow. But what I came to learn was, you know, from a young age was how am I going to sort of fit into a place where people aren't going to go out of their way to pay attention to me? Because obviously, you know, uh, you know, I was, uh, no, uh, not exactly um, you know, around my parents all the time. And so, sure. so I, I ended up building resilience from a really young age. And, and, and the other thing I sort of ended up building that really helped sort of get me confidence was ultimately, you know, it's more, it's better to be more interested than to be interested. And, I, you know, I and, and so, so what yeah. I realized was, you know, no, one's going to come up to me and say, you know, how are you doing, or, you know, what's going on or, or whatever, right? You know. So I had to try and engage with other people, and 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 I was naturally shy, but it kind of forced me to get out of my comfort zone and 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 sort of start engaging into you know what other people were talking about and and, and try to become part of you know whatever those conversations were, and and that's and that kind of really helped me from a young age to be able to to connect with people, you know, that, that, that I necessarily probably wouldn't have had to do if I was maybe growing up where I could just go and play with my own toys or whatever. And, and then, and then the other thing that I, which was fortunate, you know, I also got to go to, you know, a really good sort of private school when I was young, uh, and so it was you know at the time it was a you know it was one it was one it was like the only private school there in malawi in long way so there was Mm -hmm. a lot of kids there that were like ambassador kids so you know kids coming from like you know a lot lot of money or whatever so i i was i got to be exposed to people from you know different walks well mostly like you know uh walks of life that were probably you know different from where where i came but what i came to learn is that ultimately we're all humans you know we all Eat, you know, eat, We need food. We need, we need, you know, uh, oxygen to live. And but for the most part, you know, it's like, you know, you know, you know. The important thing is we all have the same feelings, the same insecurities. It's just a matter of, you know, just just trying to connect with people. And so that really helped me. And right. then, and then when I came back, when I was about ten or eleven, I ended up getting into a prestigious boarding school um on a scholarship mm-hmm. so then I went away to boarding school and there I, I was exposed to even more people from like around the world because there's a lot of these people coming from like royal families and stuff like that yeah. and so you know so what what I'm so the point I'm trying to make is that my, my childhood wasn't conventional where you know I kind of went through the neighborhood schools and you know and, but but what it was is I, I was I was pretty much sort of independent from a young age. I was forced to be independent. Mm. I was shy, but I, I I was able to kind of get out of that shyness, you know. And 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 more importantly, I, I you know what I ended up sort of learning, which I feel has been a really valuable lifelong skill is. You know, it's mm-hmm. ultimately it's about connecting with people. If right. you don't know how to connect, you could be the smartest dude in the room, but but if you don't know how to like communicate and and motivate and inspire other people, then you, you know you are going to be
1: very, very limited to how far you end up going. I love that, and and what I what I find most interesting about that, Lamet, is that you forced yourself out of your comfort zone at a very young age. Like from what it sounds like before you, I mean, before you were even 10, like you forced yourself out of your comfort zone, which is really interesting because now working in startups, I'm sure that you are in so many uncomfortable positions, like where you're like, like, I need to force myself out of my comfort zone, right? I need to get myself out of that comfort zone. And it all started like back when you were a kid. Like I think that's so interesting how it all just ties together, man.
0: Yeah. And 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 that's and there's another saying that I keep reminding myself too, which is it's it, and I know Steve Jobs has said this, or there's a lot of other people have, but you know, sometimes it doesn't make sense to people, but but the truth is it's it's really, you know, it it's it's really hard to know in a moment whatever's happening to you, whether it's good or bad until you kind of mm-hmm. look look back at it you know uh, and and connect the dots to really figure out you know sure. was that good or bad and and what i've come to realize is yeah i mean uh, you know for the most part you know i've had a pretty hard childhood but what it what it helped develop in me you know by force was to build resilience and to really be able to sort of control my emotions under stressful yeah. situations and 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 the third thing is to embrace the unknown because i was kind of thrown into a lot of unknown situations you know i, 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 I from what i said like, yeah. and, and, and 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 you know the way i sort of got through that was was ultimately you know by to to what i think you and i talked about is is trying is is, is trying to adjust to whatever's happening now versus trying to get hung up on like what's going to happen too much in the future or, 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 or get hung up into what's happened in the past because I can't change the past. And, you know, I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I can only do my best today and, and, and see how that sort of connects into, into driving a better future for me. Right. And so I, I've become more from a young age, I was more focused on on, on the day-to-day the present, to a certain the extent. Present. I, into the yeah. present. I mean, I had ideas in terms of a vision. I mean, you know, I started doing these things to myself because nobody else was doing it because nobody was sort of pumping me up or building me up. Sure. You know, so, so, so I started like, you know, getting into – like you know, visualizations where you know I had had imaginary friend growing up, but you know, but but I always felt like somebody was looking out for me, and uh, sure. and 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 then the other thing that I always kept reminding myself was that you know um, you know sometimes you got to just look look to your past where you got through this before you didn't know how it was going to mm. uh, you know how it was going to turn out, but 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 you still got through it. And, and you'll yeah. get through it again. And so, you know, just, just reminding yourself of these things. And, and that really has helped me in, in startups, because for the most part in startups, it, there's a lot of unknowns that are happening. And, 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 <laughs> yeah. and generally it's very really easy to tell, you know, where people are coming from in terms of the ones that end up getting really like emotional and worked up and stressed. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of people that are probably stressed right now. Obviously this is, you know, like the pandemic going mm-hmm. on, but I mean, for me, I am not that as stressed as most people because because sure. I keep because, you know, I, because of what I've been through, you know, it's like I've, built, yeah. I've, I've sort of built up this this thing indirectly. But it was it's it's like building up a different type of muscle. Right. And, and, uh-huh. and, and so I built up this muscle of being resilient and and, and and just having this sense of hope that no matter what's happening, it's always going to work out for my good in the end you know wow yeah
1: resiliency man yeah. i feel like i feel like that word alone right there can just describe who you yeah. are like resilient yeah. dude that that's incredible and it's so cool that like even now as as a grown man as an adult you know with two you know two kids like you're you're still pulling from your experiences as a kid and saying shoot like i i went through this in my own personal life and now i'm just working in in business like yeah, I'm going to get through this. Like I got through, I got through much worse. Like I'm I'm going to be able to get through this now because I've gotten, gotten through that. And that's, man, that's cool. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, for me, you know,
0: uh, mindset is really important because at the end of the day, hmm. you know, you know what you're saying or what you're thinking, a lot of these things happen at a subconscious level. Right. And, and yeah. so, you know, for the most part, people don't even realize why they may not be feeling good about what whatever's going on, but but uh-huh. and and you kind of look to the symptom, but the roots. I would say for the most part, start start off with what was your childhood like? You know, yeah. And, and 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 when you sort of trace it back to that, you obviously can't change. You know what happened, but you know, the the quicker you can kind of, you know, sort of change the perception of. Of whatever happened has sort of shaped you to where you are mm-hmm. today. But how can you, how can you take what happened and, and, and sort of turn it into a positive? Cause you can't change whatever that was, but you can kind of redefine that right. as, you know, I mean, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was, you know, pissed off for a while too. Like, sure. like, like, you know, you know, you know, thinking like, you know, my childhood wasn't as great as it could have been or whatever. Yeah. But having said that, you know, uh, you know, once I started to rechange that thinking, uh-huh. that's that's where I feel I started to, um, to 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 really be able to sort of just enjoy the whole journey of where life is taking me, versus trying to get hung up on trying to blame other people whenever things don't work out. Yeah,
1: that's so interesting. So, two questions on that: is when did when did you start to make that change? And, and how did you go about making that change from seeing your childhood as, man, that, that sucked to me, right? Like this, 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 rather than, you know what? I was able to, I, I built to be pretty resilient. I I built myself to be this and, and it's affecting me now. So so when did you start to make that shift and, and how did you make that shift?
0: Yeah, so, yeah, you know, in terms of when I started to make that shift, I would say part of it sort of started happening during my teenage years, uh, okay. especially like when I started going to, going to boarding school, one thing I one thing that was great about going to boarding school was, you know, I was I was I was I was around uh, other kids who came from really successful families, and so I was able to sort of get a preview into what success looks like, Interesting. or at least at least monetary success. I you know sure. I mean I mean I mean I mean I mean I I mean I come from you know I would say maybe like a middle class modest family, but but, I, 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 you know, through these people, I, you know, because I, I became friends, I was, you know, I would sort of go to their houses or whatever, you know. But but I got to sort of see that, wow, the you know, people can actually, you know, the, the, these aren't things you see in the movies. People are actually living these types of, like, lives, you know. Sure. Yeah. And, and so – you know, then I started. You know, for the most part, when you, when you talk to a lot of, lot of these people, you know, no one's going to tell you that they did A, B, C, but but they'll generally tell you, listen, you know, if you really want to be successful, you got to work hard, you got to you mm-hmm. got to try and you know, um, you know figure out what is the value that you can bring, right? Because and, yeah, and it's yeah. all it's all comes down to you know wh- whatever skills you have, try to figure out how you know, where you're gonna add the biggest value, where you're gonna get the biggest okay. leverage. And how you're gonna, you know, it always focus on you on your on, on your soft skills, because that's ultimately, you know, you know, you can be great at doing something, but if 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 it's all dependent on you, there's only a limit to how much you can do by yourself. But if you can right. take that and 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 rinse and repeat and get other people inspired to do that, or if you can impact and and and, and make things better for more people, uh-huh. that's 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 the secret to uh, to becoming successful. And so that sort of changed changed. The shift where, you know, a lot where a lot of times people feel like, you know, rich people are mean or whatever. But the but the truth is you only get rich if you add in value to other people's lives, right? It's through through product yeah, service. So true. You don't get it. You get there right. by just taking things from people. Right. So 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 that mind shift was was important for me. And so that started making me sort of think bigger in terms of like what i could personally do and and uh-huh. but the thing that really sort of changed it for me was my father passed away when i was like 18 so he died pretty young mm. and 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 mm. you know you know the good and bad about that is you know one is that you know life is pretty short so you don't, you're not going to be here a long time for the most part even if you live yeah. like 80 90 years that's not a long time in the grand scheme of things so why sort of hold off on 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 trying to live your best life till you get older yeah start to start to practice things that are going to put you on the path to living your best life now and sure. and, and then the second part of of that my father passed away was I mean I knew I had no trust fund to rely on right <laughs> I, mean, there was, I, mean, I mean I mean no one's going to come and save me so you know if I want to you know if I want to be uh, successful. I'm going to have to do it for myself, which is great because then because mm-hmm. then you, you you don't have dependencies on you know somebody else is going to help you, and 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 that's when you start to sort of take um, accountability for what you can do, and 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 ultimately you know uh, what what I came to realize is um, is that you know you're betting on yourself. Versus trying to bet on somebody else to make your life better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it goes back to like controlling the controllables, right? Like, yeah, like you can't control that other person. Yeah. You, you can't control anybody else. So, okay, I can control myself. Let's bet on myself, man. Like I'm I'm going to go after it to, to get what I, you know, to achieve whatever that, that goal might be. Yeah. Um, so you, so you mentioned earlier about, about building your mindset. Like it's, it's all about your mindset, what do you do to build your mindset to keep to keep that mindset of like of how you define failure and of how you define success because i i feel like in your world it can be it can start to get pretty easy to view failures as like man like these are always coming dude and these suck like these suck and which failure does like failure sucks yeah. and it hurts and and no one really wants to go through it but i feel like it can be really easy especially in your world to just like, you're always hitting that wall and it can it can get pretty discouraging. So what do you do to continue to build your mindset?
0: Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, for me, I try to be as optimistic as possible. Um, mm-hmm. And by that, what I mean is that, you know, uh, at least for my job, you know, I have to run a lot of experiments, you know, and, and, and take a lot of risks. And yeah. And and it kind of helps because once you keep doing a lot of that, you get immune to like letting letting either the, the successes or the failures kind of define you because because ultimately um, you know what what I try to focus on is is what you said is is doing the best with with the inputs that you can control because yeah I can't really control yeah. the outcome at the end but I can but sure. I can do my best or get my team to do the best with what we can control. And, yeah. and, and, and just try to plan as, as well as possible that you will get to the outcome that you're looking to get to. And, and so for me, you know, I mean, all of it starts with, you know, um, with sort of practicing what I preach with myself mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I mean, every day I kind of have certain, c- certain habits that I just do which, which, which are repeatable just for myself, you know, to try and get me in the right frame of mind. Like when I wake up, you know, it's, it's around, um, just reflecting on, on, um, on things being good for that day and, 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 sure. and, and focusing on, you know, on I always like to work out, get into the right frame of mind, listen to something positive, yeah. whether it's a podcast or, or, yeah. or, or music, but, tr- but, and and then I I mean I, in terms of meditation I don't really go hardcore like sit around meditation but yeah. but but I try to like uh, meditate on on just on 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 a certain like phrase you know or, or affirmation just just to try and get me kind of fired up for the day uh-huh. and 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 for the most part you know the other thing that I've come to realize is you know always uh, instead of, instead of feeling because because yeah I mean things still happen and and it's like whoops why did this happen over you know <laughs> in, in, instead of getting, yeah. in, instead of just letting that sort of ruin my day I sort of just look at that well you know what some of these things are just unpredictable and it's gonna happen mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and you know it you know if unless this is catastrophic you know you know and and, and it's gonna, and it's gonna really sort of make a big big difference to you know what's going to happen to my life in the next year or or whatever i don't want to spend more than like you know five five minutes just getting upset over this because ultimately it's going to pass
1: yeah sure sure so you kind of set that for yourself as a rule about like hey if if, like a year from now if it's not affecting me in a big way i'm not going to spend much time on it because it it does it it's not that big yeah yeah um So obviously you're in startups and you're constantly trying things out, figuring things out, things don't work, and then you try it again. And so you're you're essentially like you're if you want to look at it this way, essentially you're kind of pursuing failure. Like if if that's you know, we can kind of look at it that way, right? Like so why do you think people should almost almost pursue failure or almost pursue opportunities that can fail
0: yeah you know there's there's always two ways to look at the coin right and and yeah. and it's true because you know in terms of pursuing failure the positive of that is at least you take an action because that's one of the things that's really important in life and, and and in trying to grow a business is having a bias to taking action because you know at the end of the day you can you can you can you you can talk as much as you want but unless you actually go out there and do something, it it, it, it doesn't mean anything right so it, yeah and and then the second part about you know uh, ha, ha, having a bias to uh, to figuring out what what's not going to work is that. In that process, you'll also figure out what might work, right? Sure. And and, and uh-huh. so that's that so that's the thing that we always look at, you know, in startups. It's like, you know, how nobody generally asks like what didn't work or whatever. The general question is how you know, how many things did we try this week or this month? Uh-huh. And 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 as a percentage, how much of that ended up sort of working or not working. Yeah. And you know, and 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 generally the, the more things you'll try, you'll get better at figuring out ultimately what's going to end up working versus what's not. And and what people don't realize sure. is, and, and this is the thing I like about startups is, you know, they use this word called pivot, which is basically, you know, you wherever the product is started, for the most part, it's it, it's a minimal viable product, which is like uh-huh. you know it's version one of a product, and 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 what people don't realize is like you know um, that that product's going to go through multiple different versions and iterations before people actually see where it is today. Yeah, and all and all companies have kind of gone through that, sure. and and you know and 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 without going through those different iterations, nobody it's. It, 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 there's very uh, little opportunity that it's probably become what it has today because part, uh-huh. because part of part of what part of what's really important at the end of the day is is having a feedback loop of of trying things and really seeing how the marketplace reacts to that, which is which potential yeah. customers. And the same thing goes with personal growth. It's like you want to try a, a number of things because you always want to try to get your mind out of out of out of thinking that you know this is the way it always was and this is the way it's always going to be and so you know personally i always try to force myself to try try out new hobbies even when i used to commute to work i would try going through different different ways to get to work because i didn't want to just get sort of into a routine of just going through the same you know same way to get to work and and the same thing you know it's like uh you know, if we tried something at work and it didn't work, let's say last year, we'll come back and try it again, and we might just change you know one or two things about how we did it it's It's kind of uh-huh. like cooking a meal I mean you have all the ingredients but 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 depending on how you mix those ingredients sort of uh um, fig- sort of ends up resulting in how the meal is gonna end up tasting uh-huh. right and so and yeah. so that's kind of kind of the mindset of just just trying to be this tinkler right and, and just trying to take yeah, all right. different things and you know i feel that you know for 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 companies you know that's the thing i keep reminding myself it's like no you know every company goes through a, a number of different pivots and end up changing uh-huh. the way they are to where they end up going and so right. you know if 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 companies are willing to do that to be successful then you know all of us and, 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 me included, you know, I always look at myself like every year or, or everything that I'm doing is kind of like a pivot. It's like, you know, every yeah. year I always try to look at, so, so what did I sort of personally learn? I always try to reflect back, you know, and, mm-hmm. and cause it's harder for, for us to sort of see how much we've grown, you know, but it's easier for other people to see that. So it's always good to sort of, you know, you know, um, Try and talk to people that you trust and say you know you know uh, how do you feel i'm doing you know is it you know where can i grow and i'm always looking for feedback you know i feel you know i think a, you know you know a key part of 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 growth really comes from being humble and being open to feedback and and that that Mm -hmm. goes for me personally i'm always asking people for feedback even when i'm like you know um you know um presenting things in meetings or 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 or, or speaking at confidence, I always go back and s- sort of ask, Hey, how do you think I did? And and, yeah. and and tell me two or three things that I could have done better. Because generally, people don't want to tell you what, you know, people always want to sort of say something nice, but I want to learn about, because,
1: you know, like almost like, where did I suck? Where did I like, suck? Where, where was I not? good? That's yeah, correct. right. Like, yeah. And it, I like that because that, like, again, that kind of forces you into this uncomfortable space. Of And it might be uncomfortable, I don't know, but of like of humility, right? Because especially after speaking, like, or after a meeting, you can ask someone and like, you want people to pump you up. You want like, everybody wants to almost chase that high of like, yeah, like that was really good. But you're kind of, you're putting yourself in that uncomfortable position again of, okay, where did I suck? Because ultimately I want to be better. So I love that. Like your ego, uh, like you put your ego aside and you say, "Hey, I just want to be better, so that ultimately I can bring. So ultimately, I can be better for you, yeah. like for the for other people."
0: Yeah, and 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 I think you're right. You know that that word ego. That's 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 the thing that that we all have to suppress every day. Because mm-hmm. ultimately the ego is is always there. You feel it's trying to protect you, and it is. But it's also limiting what you can actually achieve too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Have, um, have, have you read or heard of, uh, Ryan holiday's book? Ego is the enemy. I have. Yeah. You have. Oh yeah. man, dude, that book. Yeah. I read that, yeah. uh, I think about a year ago or maybe yeah. beginning of 2020. I don't know. 2020 feels like it's like five years long. Um, but man, that book was so good. And that just, uh, that, that book immediately came to mind when we started talking about ego. Um, Last couple questions for you, Lamit. I appreciate you, brother. So you've got you've got two kids, um, ten and fourteen. How do you talk to them, or how do you help them? You know, um, develop that mindset of, hey, failure, like it's not something to be scared of. It's something that you know, like develop it, put yourself in those uncomfortable positions to fail so that you can ultimately just kind of learn and iterate and become a better version of yourself. So how do you talk to your kids or how do you help put them in, in those un- uncomfortable positions, um, you know, being at 10 and, and 14?
0: Yeah, so what I would start off by saying is that parenting is hard, right? There's, it, it doesn't come, <laughs> so it, tough. It doesn't come <laughs> with a manual that you can sort of follow. It. But, but one thing that I've come to realize is – is for the most part, what you do is 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 more important than what you say, yeah. especially to kids because kids are always watching you right right and and so you know and 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 that's the other thing with kids when they get to when they get to a certain age and they have a mouth, they'll let you know if you're being a hypocrite too right? <laughs> <laughs> so you know for me you know uh, I always try to, um, to to make sure that my my actions are matching my words with them, sure. you know that's important. The other thing that I've come to realize, and 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 this is what I feel has made me a better like leader and manager is, is that the old school of command and control doesn't work, not in a workplace, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work with parents either, right? Right. <laughs> said, right. So it's so so the, the the way to really get your you know your your kids to to adopt positive habits. Is to really inspire and motivate, right?
1: Okay. Like and live it out yourself.
0: Live it out yourself and sure. uh, be the example and, and 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 just talk to them about you know stories where I try to use myself as the example of like what I went through, like mm-hmm. my childhood and and, and 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 how that sort of turned around. What did I learn from that? Because ultimately, yeah. you know, I want them to. Uh, I, I, I want them to try and adopt that thought process for themselves right. or, or the other thing that I try to do, you know, obviously I need to get better at, uh, is whenever they make a mistake, instead of trying to focus on, Oh, that was bad or whatever. It's like, uh-huh. Oh, you know what? Don't worry about that. But, but, but what did you learn from this? You know, yeah. I always sort of ask the question, so what did you learn? And that's good. And, you know, I feel You know, obviously, you know, um, growing up myself where people, it was really easy for people to sort of, you know, um, just judge you by saying bad, that was bad. The thing is, you know, you kind of take it personally when when you're a child because then you feel like they're calling you bad versus the the thing that you did is bad, which is why I try to really watch my words. And and, and Mm -hmm. so I try to define the action versus the person as being good or bad.
1: That's, that's so good. And that's something that I know, like, my wife and I have tried to talk with our daughter about, who's four yeah. of saying, like, hey, you know, like, you maybe you lied to us, right? You didn't tell us the truth. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you yourself are a liar. Like, yeah. that's we're not saying that. We're, you're a good kid. Your actions, what you did was wrong, but it doesn't mean that you yourself are a liar you yourself are a failure or you yourself are bad like just what you did just didn't just didn't didn't match didn't didn't reach to where what it what it should have been yeah um that's man that just made me think like the other night you know so recently my daughter she's four we've been trying to tell her you know like you know about having a good attitude and um you know all that good stuff right and so, you know, being respectful, <laughs> so, like the other day I was really frustrated cause I was holding, you know, I was holding my little, you know, four week old son and he's yeah. crying and stuff. And my daughter comes in and asks me just to help her with something and I'm frustrated. And so I got frustrated with her and, and then she came back a few minutes later and was like, daddy, like what you did like that, that hurt my feelings. And I'm like, oh man, John, like, and I was like, and I told her, I was like, you're so right. You know, like I was not being kind. And here I am trying to tell you how to be kind, right? Like with my words and then my actions aren't following up. So, man, I, I love that you said that to mm-hmm. make sure that like your actions, it's, it's just, it's all about your actions, man. All about yeah. your actions. That's great. Um, where, uh, where can people follow you? Lamet? where can people maybe even get your book or, you know, do you hang out online anywhere? Um, yeah, man. What, what's kind of your hub? Yeah, so the best place to uh, to follow or connect with me, I'm very active on LinkedIn.
0: So you know, reach out okay. to me at Lomit Patel on LinkedIn, and happy to connect with anyone there. I also have a blog, which is pretty much my name, LomitPatel.com, and awesome. you know, I'm always publishing a lot of content, not only around startups, but I also uh, been sharing a lot, a lot, lot more content around mindset. And, mm, and 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 you know because I feel at the end of the day you know the mind is just as important as just get hard skills are good but but you know the 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 soft skills of of, of your thoughts your words and your actions and, and and trying to become a better leader and a manager is is, is ultimately going to be even more valuable especially where with, 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 where the world is going where potentially machines are going to end up you know doing a lot of the rudimentary manual processes it's still going to require you know human oversight and so the people that are going to be able to 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 inspire other you know others in the company to adopt all of these you know transformations that are that are going to come down the pipeline are going to Uh be in positioned position to to do well and in my book um Lean AI—it's available on Amazon. You know what inspired me to write the book? It's part of the Lean Startup series, which was a um, which was um, a really popular book that was written to really um, help startups to to come up and 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 develop a minimum viable product. Uh-huh. And um and 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 the person who wrote that book, Eric Reese, is a co-founder at the company where I'm working right now at Mview. Oh. and 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 he really encouraged me to write this because because you know a big part of what we did. Uh, to really turn around growth and view was to really apply AI and automation into um, really getting better and smarter about taking all this data that we have on customers and really turn it into a superpower. And so, you know, my inspiration for the book is really as I, As I mentioned, you've got ninety five percent chance of failing as a startup. So, you know, uh, what is it that the five percent that really end up doing? and and then those are the ones that really end up applying AI and automation. and then the book really goes into how you can end up practicing that in your company and and what are the right strategies you can use ultimately? because beyond having a great product, you need you know the biggest challenge for any company is is how do you end up you know acquiring customers and
1: retaining those customers and monetizing those customers. So, so. yeah. <clears throat> Had a um, quick question on your book. Had you always wanted to write a book or was that even something that you did that was like way outside of your comfort zone, but it ended up being like a number one bestseller on Amazon? Yeah. Again, that was out of my comfort zone. You know, uh, it's, uh,
0: it, as I mentioned to you I try to try to do something different every year you know whether it's like trying to learn a language or or a new skill writing a book I mean for the most part uh, when I was young I used to uh, I used to love writing um, um and part of part of writing for me is it was kind of an escape you know especially uh-huh. being being a child you know it's like you know just getting things out of my mind because I used to have these imaginary friends and thoughts or whatever and right. and you know uh, what what I came to realize is that um, you know in the last couple of years I've started writing more and sharing these things at, at and speaking about these things at conferences and, and a lot of people were really interested in 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 the whole area of AI and automation and mm-hmm. and so um, you know writing the book was wasn't something that I that I'd set out to do but but a lot of people started asking me you know that that really enjoyed reading a lot of the um the articles that i was writing and and if i had thought about writing a book and i never had but then when when people start saying these things then the thoughts start to percolate in your mind and i thought
1: sir sure.
0: oh try that but what i what i what i will say about writing a book you know the the easiest part about writing a book is getting started but the hardest part is finishing it <laughs> and so right. and then, but 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 the great thing is again it sort of helps you sort of um Get out of your comfort zone, but 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 the other thing about writing a book is it helps you to become more disciplined about doing something. So you have to really be disciplined, Uh set aside a certain amount of time each day uh, over the course of like months, where you dedicated Uh to writing. But once you once you get through that, you know it's it's like uh, you know it, it really helps to 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 give you that confidence again that you could you know whatever. The future my whole date that you'll be able to to at least adapt to that as well
1: right that's that's really cool man that's really really cool um all right last question for you and dude i appreciate you man this conversation has been incredible man like i have seriously thoroughly enjoyed today's conversation man and I, i appreciate you so much with being open and vulnerable about like your childhood and 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 how it set you up for success today and and what you do on the day to day man i think that's incredible dude so I, I appreciate your openness your vulnerability your wisdom your advice man it's been it's been awesome dude so so thank you so much um so la- last question you get 60 seconds to look straight into a camera straight into a phone and you get to give 1 minute of wisdom on success and failure And it gets sent directly to people's phones, no matter where they're located, no matter their language. Because we all know as soon as that phone dings or buzzes, we pick it up and we look at it, right? So you get one minute of wisdom to share on success and failure. What's that one minute that you were sharing with the world? So what I would say uh, with the word success and failure,
0: it really just comes down to ultimately the way that you want to define what that means for you. Because the reality is, you know, if you let other people define that or the world define what success and failure is, they're going to sort of define it from their lens or their insecurities. But but and 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 you don't want to end up living your life based on what other people think of you or or, mm. or what they say about you. Because that's going to be some a position where you never be able to meet anyone or everyone's expectations all the time. So the best thing that I would recommend is Define what that means for you. And for me personally, you know, when I ended up changing the definition to to you know look le- to look le- to failure or success is really just about you know growing and learning. It, you know, it it's really made a profound shift in the way I look at things. And I'm not saying that every day is 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 successful, but neither is every day a failure either. Yeah. You know, it's it's every day is just a process of learning and and if you if you think about have a, have a picture of yourself, and I try to do this too, is when I look at myself as as, as that little boy that was growing up, or mm-hmm. you know, it's like you know, uh, you know, every time that you are sort of being hard on yourself, you're being hard on that person, okay? Because because mm-hmm. the yeah. truth is, you know, you you know, um, whatever whatever you kind of go through. You have to just try to make the best of, of 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 the situation that that you're dealing with at that given time. But yeah, but when you look at it in the long term and and then you reflect back, that's the only time that you can really say if it was truly successful or a failure, because because it's sure. hard to define anything in the moment. It's always good to connect the dots and, and look back yeah. at it.
1: Yeah, that's good, man. Define it for yourself. Don't don't try yeah. to live it through anyone else's lens, just yeah. other than your own. Love it, man. Well, dude, Lamet, today's been awesome, man. Seriously. Thank you so much, brother, for coming on. This was this was a lot of fun, dude. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, John. It's great being here. Yes, sir. Value, value, value. Man, I love that episode. I love how Lamet got vulnerable and open about the things that he went through as a kid, as a child and how he has held such a tight grasp on those things which have helped him reach the level of success that he has reached so far. I also loved how we talked so much about you need to define success and failure for yourself. You can't let anyone else define that for you because once you do, then you start living through their lens and what they think success and what they think failure is. And man, guys, that's just a really scary road to go down. So work on defining success and failure for yourself. Spend time with yourself. Become self-aware so that you know ultimately what is success and what is failure for your own life. I also really loved how we talked about the importance of putting yourself in uncomfortable positions. Almost like pursuing failure. Almost putting yourself in the positions where you might not be successful. It's because when you do that, then that's ultimately where you're going to grow, where you're going to learn and develop. And when you're doing those things, you are getting one step closer to reaching that level of success that you are striving for. So guys, like I said in the beginning, make sure you take a screenshot of this episode and tag myself studying failure and then send this over to one friend, letting them know the value that Lomit provided in this episode. And if you haven't already, head over to Apple or Spotify and make sure you subscribe and then leave a five-star review letting us know what you think of the show so that we can better serve you as the listener. So guys, until next time, the most important thing that you can do for yourself and for the loved ones around you is to spend time defining success and failure for yourself.